welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. This is uh, GW of Texas, and I'm delighted to bring Bill F. of Nashville as our speaker today. Uh, a little bit about his background. He first came to SA on September 4th, 1993, about 25 years ago. He has been sober since his first day in SA, as have I, but I'm only at about 500 days, not 25 years. Um, all kinds of various committees he has been on, and uh, the, uh, he's gone straight up the service ladder, as we talk about in the business world. He's gone essentially from rags to riches, starting at the very bottom and working up with each level. He started out uh, with having the key to the open the meeting, then the treasurer, intergroup rep, regional rep, uh, regional delegate, and today he serves at the top of the heap as a trustee, and he is a very humble man. He says none of that really is sort of him. It's really him and his higher power, um, and he also says that about the most meaningful service work that he did, although he's enjoyed all of it, but what was most meaningful to him and what he's most proud of is that he was a part of the committee that put together um, step the, the book, the wonderful book, Step Into Action. With that, uh, Bill, we're delighted that you're here and take it away. Thank you. Um, my name is Bill and I'm a recovered sexaholic. I've been sexually sober since September 4th, 1993, and for that I'm never sufficiently grateful. Um, I'm going to uh, take a few minutes to tell. Uh, what I was like before I talk about what happened and what I'm like today. Um, uh, and this is primarily so that people won't think that I uh, uh, stumbled into uh, Sexholics Anonymous uh, by mistake. Um, uh, I uh, 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 grew up in a family that's just riddled with uh, alcoholism, drug addiction, and sexaholism and probably a few other isms that I don't want to get into right now. But um, uh, I, uh, I, I remember um, uh, the, uh, the first time that I connected with a specific piece of pornography when I was around nine years old, maybe 10. And, uh, and, and that, uh, that particular image um uh, really uh, changed my life. Uh, I, uh, I I immediately had a uh, an, uh, an emotional response um, at, that was different from anything I'd had to that point. And uh, uh, even though I, I I couldn't have articulated it at that time, I was willing to to pursue that particular sense of relief to the gates of insanity or death. Um, prior to that, I'd had fantasies of a, 
of, of various uh, uh, types, um, and some that might be characterized as sexual, some maybe not. But uh, after that, um, I definitely had uh, uh, fantasies that were clearly uh, sexual in their content. Uh, also, uh, I... Uh, uh, found my father's uh, stash of pornography shortly after that, and uh, uh, he he was also a sexaholic, and and uh, from that point on, uh, there was just really no stopping me. Uh, by the time I was uh, twelve or thirteen, I had my own uh, paper route. That means I had access to money, so I started uh, collecting my own stash of pornography. Um, and, uh, and this progressed so that when I was in uh, around 15 years old or so, uh, maybe 16, I had my first sexual encounter uh, with a, a girl in high school. Um, also during this time, the... Uh, uh, the uh, mainstream pornography, which at that time would have been things like Playboy or uh, uh, Esquire or Penthouse, uh, that uh, that stopped being sufficient, and I started uh, pursuing uh, more deviant uh, uh, pornography, uh, very shameful, and uh, and and uh, and again. I uh, I would I would spend hours uh, looking at pornography or reading porno- pornographic books, and uh, and, uh, uh, and and then fantasizing about what I'd seen or what I'd read. Um, this 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 progressed uh, through a series of relationships that uh, had a, had a very specific uh, pattern of um, of finding uh, girls or women who who were uh, very wounded, uh, very damaged, and very vulnerable, and seducing them into um, uh, sexual relationships for. For, for my uh, uh, gratification without any regard to what was best for them and um, um, I, uh, I, that was that was the pattern that that uh, continued uh, into my first marriage my uh, my former wife was uh, uh, was a child of, of an alcoholic she she's an alcoholic herself and um when i uh, when i met her she was uh she was going through a divorce and and very vulnerable and and uh and again the the whole the whole motivation that i had even though i was way too sick to realize it was looking to see um what what the relationship could provide to me in terms of sexual gratification uh, rather than looking to see what I could offer her uh, in terms of love, support, consideration, and, and so forth. Um, uh, the, the marriage lasted for around 20 years. I don't, don't recall uh, exactly how long at the time the divorce became final. But uh, as, as uh, my 
sexaholism progressed, uh, as you can imagine, the, the marriage got worse and worse. And uh, alongside the sexaholism, I'm also an alcoholic and drug addict. And so that addiction was progressing as well uh, to the point that, uh, that I, I uh, can, can truly say I was, was just an awful person uh, to live with. I was not a good husband. I was not a good father. I, I simply did not have anything uh, to offer. Uh, my, my addiction uh, took, just took everything away from me, and, and I, I couldn't give. And I, could, I couldn't take enough to fill up the emptiness that I had inside. Um, uh, somewhere uh, in the late 1980s, and I think it was around 1987, uh, my baby sister had to go into uh, treatment for her alcoholism. She was very close to death. She was uh, uh, in her late 20s, and, and, and she just wasn't going to make it uh, many more months uh, with, with her alcoholism. And as a result of of the intervention um, that we did, I began to learn about 12-step recovery and uh, uh, started uh, with various groups like Al-Anon, Adult Children of Alcoholics, found my way to AA. And finally, in uh, uh, 1993, um, um, the situation in my home had gotten so bad that I, I moved out uh, and into a uh, into a, a, a one bedroom condominium, and uh, uh, I, I absolutely could not stop the pornography and masturbation, and I was uh, was uh, engaging in behavior that 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 I could see would would. Uh, Eventually, lead me to arrest and and uh, and very likely to prison, and uh, and I couldn't knowing that knowing where it was headed, I simply could not stop, and I became progressively more uh, depressed about this, uh, and uh, I I uh, discovered that I could uh, could use suicide fantasies in the same way that I had used sexual fantasies. Uh, to 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 change my emotional state, and um, and and these were the these were becoming uh, more powerful, more frequent, and uh, and more specific, and uh, and the fantasies were about things like uh, uh, shooting myself in the head or uh, driving my car into a uh, a concrete barrier or something of that sort. Uh, so, I, so it was really very uh, lethal types of suicide. And uh, at this point, um, as I was feeling more and more hopeless, someone came to a, uh, a, a recovery group that I was attending and uh, told his story, um, which sounded so very much like mine, right down to the, uh, uh, the, the nature of the acting out, as well as um, uh, uh, the 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 uh, fantasies of 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 shooting himself in the head with a shotgun and so forth, and um, and he mentioned uh, uh, that he had gotten out of treatment recently and was attending meet or meetings of Sexaholics Anonymous, uh, and um, 
and and he told me he told me about the meetings and uh, uh, and and where where I could find them. And uh, of course, I didn't want to rush into anything. So a couple of weeks later, uh, on uh, Saturday morning, uh, September the fourth, uh, nineteen ninety three, uh, I went to uh, I went to my first essay meeting. And um, when I walked into the uh, to the meeting, I uh, I met the uh, the the man who had uh, who had been my psychiatrist some years before. And I suspect some of you have met him or heard him speak. But uh, Harvey was at my first meeting, and uh, and uh, we'd known each other for years before. And uh, he smiled when he saw me and welcomed me. And I uh, I uh, took a seat and, and uh, have 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 been an essay ever since. Um, I. Uh, I uh, have my sobriety date as that date. I don't know when I actually stopped with the uh, masturbation uh, because by that point I was too depressed uh, to be able to act out. But uh, uh, a few months after I came in, I actually ended up going to a hospital because my uh, depression was not getting better and, and I was uh, I was just getting more and more dangerous to myself. and and. So I went and spent a month in a uh, in a nut house, which uh, also had a uh, a unit for uh, the treatment of sexual dependency, and uh, that was really the beginning of my uh, of of my what I would refer to as recovery, as compared to to mere uh, uh, sobriety. Uh, and and I tell people uh, today that uh, without sobriety there can be no recovery, but without recovery sobriety gets very tedious very quickly. And uh, I'm grateful that while I was in in the hospital, um, uh, the staff uh, convinced me that I that that it was absolutely essential for me to uh, when I got out of the hospital to get a sponsor and start working the steps. Um, uh, I was released from the hospital in January, and sometime in February, uh, a man that I'd, I'd known in meetings uh, 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 walked in and sat down uh, next to me before the meeting started when we began chatting. And uh, I, 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 this guy scared me because he talked about uh, making amends to the IRS and to the uh, State uh, com, uh, com Commission for Insurance, and just doing really radical things that that I uh, I was was uh, scared to death to even contemplate. Um, but we talked before the meeting, and then after the meeting, we talked a little more. And I heard myself ask him if he would uh, show me how to work the steps. And um, that was in 1994, and. Uh, uh, he's been been my temporary sponsor ever since that time, and uh, he he took me through the steps uh, exactly the way that he'd worked them with his sponsor, the way they're laid out in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and uh, and I uh, I began to see the results, uh, uh, and I'll I'll tell you that that the first several months after I was out of the hospital, uh, I did not get a decent night's sleep. Um, 
um, uh, I would, I would, I just, I would go to bed at eleven o'clock and lay there and 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 obsess about all the terrible things uh, that were going to happen to me the next day. Um, a couple hours before I was due to get up, I would maybe fall asleep, and then when I woke up, I just had the sense that today's the day where they're going to realize that I'm a fraud and I'm going to get fired, and you know all these terrible things were going to happen. And I just lived in this state of of impending calamity for 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 months. And uh, I would talk with Rick about it, and he would he would uh, ask me uh, ridiculous questions like, uh, uh, "How are you coming with your inventory?" and uh, and and you know, how much have you written in the last few days, and things like that. Um, and and. Um, Eventually, we uh, got that done. Did step five, and and uh, it uh, a couple of weeks after that, I was talking with someone in the uh, in in recovery, and um, and and what I realized was that I was no longer suicidal. Uh, that I could I could could use the word suicide. I could talk about what I had 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 thought about or fantasized about before, but now I just didn't have any power with me, and. Uh, uh, you know, I, uh, that, that just seemed remarkable to me and I, I felt compelled to share that with my sponsor and, and with my therapist and, um, they told me it might just be a coincidence, but then again, maybe I might be on to something. So why don't I just continue on? Um, the one of the the first uh, amends I made, and I don't remember the exact uh, order, but uh, in, uh, they included my wife, who is now my former wife, my son, my sisters, uh, uh, my brother, the people, the people close to me. Um, I didn't start with 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 the, uh, the 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 small harms. I started with the people whose lives I'd really uh, created chaos and. Um, and and as I started doing that, I began to experience the promises that we uh, frequently uh, read at, uh, at the end of, of the meetings. And um, and and uh, shortly after that, uh, Rick had me working steps ten and eleven as I was doing my amends and uh, and actually practicing that. So once I'd made my first few amends, Rick told me it was time for me to start passing on what uh, what he had given me. And um, I, I started sponsoring uh, some, some uh, a man and then another and then another. And uh, that's pretty much been, been what I've been doing for the last uh, uh, 20-something years now. Um, during that time, I've literally made a host of friends. I, I recognize several of the people on this call. I've been in meetings with some of you in places like uh, Anchorage, Alaska, Toronto. I met one guy when we were both in Jerusalem. Um, I've been to Warsaw, Poland, and and uh, 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 Germany, and just re- remarkable uh events have come to pass that would have never happened had it not been for my recovery. Uh, when I was about, um, uh, I guess, five years or so into to my essay recovery, uh, a woman that I had, had uh, known for a while in Alcoholics Anonymous, um, and, and I, I liked her for a long time, but the relationship became closer 
and um, and eventually one day I realized that 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 it was uh, something really special that I had feelings for her that I I, I didn't ha- had never had before and didn't ha- have for any other uh, women that that were my friends and uh, uh, in in uh, 2000 uh, we we got uh, got married uh, we've we've celebrated now 17 years of uh, of marriage and uh, again I, I never knew that I could have an, an intimate relationship where I could really be myself and that I could love someone and want to give rather than see what I could take from that person and as a result of being willing to give uh, I have found that that I have received more than I could have ever imagined um, I like to say that when it comes to uh, uh, to, to love that that my higher power will not be outdone and so whatever I put out into creation seems to come back to me uh, and Roy says in the white book the measure we gave was the measure we got back but my experience is uh, the measure I, I get back is is entirely out of proportion to the a measure I give uh, whatever bit of, of love and and concern and caring that I have offered to others has come back to me at least tenfold uh, I have been sober long enough and uh, that 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 a couple of my family members have died I, I lost a cousin uh, 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 back in the 90s my brother died about uh, uh, seven or eight years ago and during these times when I was just devastated and 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 uh, overwhelmed with with sadness and grief, what I found was that uh, that I was not alone in any of this, um, and that that my higher power uh, gives me the love and comfort He wants me to have through the people around me. And so my experience in uh, Sexaholics Anonymous has been much greater than ever, anything I could have imagined or even hoped for uh, when I uh, when I first came here and uh, uh, I, I I don't believe that that I can even imagine how great it might might uh, become uh, but I got to tell you uh, that that the, it's e- even close to coming to an end so with that, I'll, I'll stop the comments, and I thank you very much for inviting me to, uh, to be on the call. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.